You ever hear? I think it was um, maybe it had to be one of the Eddie Murphy routines, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, you know, I, I forget like the actual thing, but he sings that songs. He sings mm-hmm. that song, and it's like nothing from nothing is nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna get me, motherfucker. And he just adds the motherfucker at the end. And it's <laughs> it's his delivery, right? Uh, so I prefer, I prefer uh, when he sings his buckwheat. That's more fun, right? With the song titles underneath it, if they could figure it out. Yeah, uns ties. Three times a lady. <laughs> well, no, it was feet times a matey. Feet times a matey. Yeah. <laughs> Each out in Dutch, um, buddies and make it up better pace. Ipa do tan. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Betty Davis eyes is the one that he <laughs> sings, and they just put question marks underneath it because they can't figure out what he's saying. <laughs> Fucking classic. Oh my goodness. Whatever happened to Eddie Murphy? Uh, he won't go watch Saturday Night Live anymore because David Spade made a joke. Do you know the joke? Yeah, what was it? Look, Moff, no. Is it a falling look, star? Look, kids, a falling star make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Yep, yep. Too bad he's got Pluto Nash thin skin. <sighs> he's, an ar- he's an artist now. Yes. Well, he did have that song, so. That's right. Well, he had two songs, didn't he? There was uh, Party All the Time and Boogie in the Butt. Boogie in the Butt was the little-known B-side of Party All the Time. I I didn't know. I don't, I don't have many B-sides, so I don't remember Boogie in the Butt. You didn't get the 45, like I did, of Party All the Time? No. Did you actually have the 45? I actually had the 40. I had a collection of 45s that are long gone, but I got... The Eddie Murphy 45 of Party All the Time, and the B-side was Boogie in the Butt. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like a radio DJ twosome. Boogie and the Butt. I know you're saying Boogie in the Butt. This morning, it's Boogie and the Butt. (laughs) I think we've discussed this before. This is recording, so this is the show. Right, with as always. Snippets taken out. Right, uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 139. Um, our like the local syndicated one that we have around here mm-hmm. is free beer and hot wings, or am I might yes, have that, right? It is free beer and hot wings. They're real bad. What? They're perfect. I forgot. I forgot how bad morning radio could be. Well, listen. Ever since Daniels and Webster separated, the, the the radio morning around here hasn't been any good. Right. Um, hmm, let me think. What? Is Rocky and Sue still a thing? You know, I think Rocky's still around, but I think he's in the afternoon now. But I don't know. I don't, like, I don't listen to the radio. I got a flash drive in my truck and... It holds a lot of music, so I don't need to listen to right, the radio. Right, right. If I and if I do listen to the radio, I'll listen to sports talk. Just like if there's a subject I'm actually interested in, but otherwise, the radio almost never gets played in my truck. The only time the radio gets played is when it's WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and we put on uh, 97.9 X, which is like the local like hard rock station. 
Yeah. And that's the only way that I know that even free beer and hot wings is a thing because they'll that's the station that it's on, and they'll play like they're like tomorrow morning I free beer and hot wings and it'll be like something terrible, right? <laughs> right. So I did go to the KRZ site. It's Rocky and Lisa in the morning. <gasps> Sue must have got bounced. And oh my goodness. Um. So then they have, like, the syndicated Ryan Seacrest thing on for middays. Did you say Seacrest? Seacrest. Yes. Then Afternoon Drive is Jeff Walker and Amanda. Oh, Jumpin' Jeff. Jumpin' Jeff. Who does the, who does the worst parody songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Todd, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor. Yes. Well, okay, and then Evenings is Fish Boy. Well, fish, fish boy. He's he hasn't had his his bar mitzvah yet, or he'd be fish man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. He. I thought he. I was hoping he was syndicated. That it would be like fish boy around the whatever you know. Right. But do me a favor. Go yeah. to nine eight five krz dot com. Right. And Todd, I I have mirrors in my house. Mm-hmm. I know what I look like. But I want you to look at the publicity photos for Rocky and Lisa and Jeff Walker and Amanda. 98.5 KRZ? No, just 98.5KRZ.com. You can't put the oh. extra point in there because it'll mess things up. Oh, see, now i got to go to... Uh, so it's just KRZ. Da, da, da. Right. Uh, what was it, KRZ? 985. 98.5. Well, I was, I was typing it into... I was typing it into Google. Dot com. 98.5. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was I, I was Googling at first, and as you were telling me to do something. So, look at me. Look at me speeding up the show. Oh, it took me someplace. I don't, I, you know, I don't even know what's happening. It took me to Bing for some reason. Oh my goodness, Todd, you're killing me. <laughs> Let me just put 98.5 in Google KRZ and see what happens. Right. See, the, instead of typing into the search, the bar at the top, I don't know what that means. That's all stuff. And look, the today's best music, if I click on that and it's taking some time. Okay, we got. I'm on the main page. Now, what am I looking for? The publicity photos for, for Rocky and Lisa and Jeff yeah. Walker and Amanda. Okay. They look nice. Yeah? They look nice. He's smiling. He's got some rimmed glasses on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky, anyway. Rocky looks nice. And uh, Jumpin' Jeff is, he's, you know... He's where he's at today. Jeff and Amanda. Oh, my God. Wow. I just got the one that showed up on the, the thing that's straight. Because they have a little thing on the side that says, like, Jeff Walker and Amanda. Yep. But the thing that, that cycles through. Yep. That's the one you're. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I think I might know someone who dated Lisa, too. I'm not 100% sure. I know someone who dated Jumpin' Jeff Walker. Oh my goodness, we could we could talk off the air. We certainly can. Mm-hmm. So was right. We are a thousand times better than any of these local morning DJ type people. 
Oh my God! Can you imagine if we had a morning radio show in the drive time? We do have a morning radio show in the drive time. When people download the podcast and they listen to it on the drive to work, we are their morning radio, Todd. If you listen to this on the way to work, let me know. Because I want to know that at some point I was a dry. I definitely was. See, you say I could be, but a listener would tell me I definitely was. Right. Well, I'm telling No, no, no. Not that you are or you could, like, you know, that you could be. We are. There are people, absolutely, that on their way to work listen to either this or the regular show. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. So are you saying we should try to get a radio show? Um... Well, wasn't there discussion that we were going to try to co-opt the uh, radio studio that exists at the Steam Down Mall? I think they blew that up. Oh. I, was, I, I was listening to Webster one morning because they do the, you know, the talk radio on the, like the local, not the, the, the zany DJs, but like for news and stuff, I'll tune in every once in a while. And he mentioned like a, like a week or two ago that that's gone. That's not in there anymore. I wish it was because I would love to to record but hey who knows maybe we could get a ham radio or maybe a pastrami radio oh my goodness <laughs> so it's just webster these days it's not even daniel's passed away now well okay i knew daniel's passed away but didn't they like break up prior to that yeah he hated he hated doing the rock like the music he wanted to talk talk like they always did their stuff and gave their opinions, and people would be like, shut up, Skinnered, man! And he was like, well, I kind of hate this. So he went over to, to where he can, it's him and whoever in the morning, and they just talk about, you know, politics and and what pop culture, whatever's in the news, you know? Does he still do Jonesy? No, he's not allowed to do any of those... The intellectual property of Shamrock <laughs> yes. Communications. Yes, now he has, I'm trying to think of who some, like, because he has his, uh, he has his, like... Ironically, like, not- the guy's name is Larry Bud Melman, just to... Right. But he has his, <laughs> yes, he has his knockoffs names for the guys. Right, right. Like, do you remember who was, like, he was, like, I forget who the, the bit was, but now it's Buddy Rumcheck is the, is yeah. the name on the... The show before it was like I'm so and so, and now he's kind of doing the voice, but it's Buddy Rumcheck. Like, like uh, you know, this past October when I had to change, uh, I had to get rid of that other name and choose a different fake name. Words, right? Right. <laughs> That's died down a little bit lately. I know. I've let it. I've let it. I've turned it on. I've turned it on simmer, mm-hmm. and eventually I'll turn it back up to boil. A good, while. good. Because I'm getting a little too cool over here. The heat's the heat's been laid off. Oh well, you know I don't want words coming and destroying any of my DVD collection. So I still have your DVD of the last uh, Doctor Who nonsense. I, no, I thought you gave that back. No, I still have it sitting here. It's on my desk. Oh, because I know I gave you your flash drive back. Right, that is true. Which For means, the... oh boy. Okay, so I have to put. Everybody relax. Yeah. We'll discuss later, you know. Well, no, this is the episode where we discuss... Uh, what no, I next... was talking I was talking about flash drives and stuff, but that's oh. neither here nor there. But uh, uh, we're going to do the, uh, the, the Gallifrey Birds, or are we doing Planet of the Apes first? Planet of the Apes talk first. Okay. So, I went to, I believe it's called, because at this point, I'm like, War of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know what the new ones are. Mm-hmm. So it's War of the Planet of the Apes. Me, Tom, and Dave go. And I get there first, and I sit down. 
and this guy comes who's uh, and sits behind us with his kid. And I don't know the age of the kid, and I don't know the guy because I never turned around. But Tom and Dave eventually come. The lights go down. This is the, I'm sorry to interrupt. This is the Thursday night showing, right? No, this was the Saturday night showing because Tom's oh, schedule, okay. Tom's schedule was, uh, like just whatever. It couldn't go until Saturday night. And I felt bad because Tom really wanted to see this and blah, blah, blah. So we waited until Saturday night to go. So we go on Saturday night and I'm sitting down and now the only thing that I can think of is this is a guy who's, who, who lost custody of his kid and now has to overdo it as a father because the whole time he was talking to this kid throughout the movie. Like, all right, the, the trailers come up and I'm like, okay, talk through the trailers. I don't give a shit. I really, I don't give a fuck. We're going through. So then I'm like, but he's talking a lot to his kid. And he's like, oh, I can go get more popcorn if we need. Like one of those fa- like fathers, like, I go, you want a slushy? There's still time to get a slushy. You need a slushy? I know you like slushies. And I'm like, oh, God, this guy's this guy's on, on crank, and he's not going to shut up. So, like, he runs and gets more popcorn. He runs and he gets more slushy during the, 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 the trailers. He goes and he gets more candy, the loudest candy in the county when it comes to, to the movie. So no, uh, no Sour Patch Kids. No, I don't know if they were. Je- I don't know if they were gummy candies because I know they're the worst for your teeth. That's true. But uh, maybe he has some Jelly Babies for all I know. But so like that's going on, and I'm like, oh my god! He's like, let me get the candy for it. It's like, I'm like, do you know how to open a bag of candy? Like, like, are you? So I'm like, all right, I'm letting all this go, and then the movie starts. And it starts with a synopsis, like, you know, a written of the last two movies. It's like 15 years ago, the Simeon play, like, whatever. And he's reading it to his kid. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a monster that we know of. I that This is fine. Like, the kid can't keep up with the subtitle, like, these, these things. You're going to read this. And the kid's like, Dad, I know. We watched the movie. I watched the movie the other day. And he's like, yeah, it was 15 years ago. It was the Franco thing. So he's like, and then that happens, and then they they have the thing in the next movie, and he's like, and then 10 years later, it's, I was like, oh, my God, right? And the kid's like, I know, Dad. I know. I got it. It's, it's And I'm like, this is just getting worse. So now so now the movie is like goes in. And now occasionally the uh, only, like, the main character, Caesar, speaks, and only a few of the other monkeys speak, so the apes speak, so it's all sign language. And when it when it happens, there's subtitles. So he's reading the subtitles to the kid through the whole movie. Oh, Todd. And I'm like, that's not even the worst yet, Joe. We haven't gotten to the fucking worst. Is this guy does not know social cues or or what's funny in a movie? It's monkeys, Joe. So everything is funny, if you know what I mean. Oh, my monkeys. goodness. Monkeys is funny. Now, I'm going to spoil one or two scenes. Basically, there's like the, 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 the apes are living up in this, this like cave under a waterfall. And they're, and Caesar's just like, I'm going to spare your, 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 your transgressors who came near me. Go tell your colonels and your generals, don't come back and I won't kill you. But go. I've killed some of you. I've captured some of you. I'm going to spare you to give you my message. So he goes back. And they attack at night. And through a series of events, half of Caesar's family gets mowed down 
and it's and it's just brutal. And Caesar sees it, and he comes out, and he's like, "My wife, my kid, where's my other kid?" And the the other kid's like a, a baby monkey, so that like it comes out around the corner. And he just has like te- like tears that his one kid is still alive, and the father goes, <laughs> "He's got a little buddy monkey." <laughs> and I'm like, they've just wiped out his family, and he's got this little kid, and that's like he's this is all I have left of my family, and the guy's giggling. So the movie goes on, and I'm, <laughs> the movie goes on, right? So through a series of events, Caesar's like, my, I'm going to send my people through the desert, uh, kind of a thing, like a Moses thing. They're going to try to get out of here, and I'm going to go do something. I'm going to get revenge for this on Woody Harrelson. And at one point, they come upon this cabin, and they hear noise, and like they have guns and everything. And this guy walks out, and he's carrying wood. And now I'm watching the movie realizing, this is the first human that Caesar has met since his slaughter of his family. So the guy like drops the wood and and before he drops the wood, like the guy walks out and he goes like, holy shit, there's, you know, there's armed apes here. And the guy's like, <laughs> look at him. He's looking at the monkeys. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God. Right. And so the guy drops the wood and they just mow him down. And they go inside and they find his daughter or whoever. We never really find out, but he's with her. We're guessing it's his daughter. And he's like, huh. he's like, is that a girl or a boy under the covers? I can't tell. And the movie just goes like this for the rest of the movie. And he never had a bigger laugh than at one point to get to distract the guard. One of the monkeys actually throws his feces at someone. Oh my god, it was the best thing ever in the movie, apparently. Right, it, listen, they played into their stereotype. <laughs> right, so, and then there's this other monkey that shows up along the way, who's who is in a zoo and doesn't know how to, like, doesn't know the other ape's cues, so he's called Bad Ape, and he's, like, really goofy, but not so, like, that he takes you out of the movie, but he, like, and he's supposed to be for comic relief. Right, sure, sure. And you're laughing, but this guy is loving it. You know, the whole movie, and I walked out, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is systematically the worst movie experience I've ever had. The movie was over, and I'm like, I want to turn around and look, just so I know what he looks like. But I, I prefer to have the mystery. I'm not even going to look. I'm not. Okay. And he and he got up and left, and there was nothing after the credits. So, so like, we didn't know, but we stayed. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, it was the worst. Now, was the kid, like, nudging him, like, saying, hey, Dad, reel it in? Nothing! The kid was doing nothing other than when he was reading to him stuff. He's like, I can kind of get it. And, like, the subtitles weren't that fast and, like, complex. Like, the opening was complex. There were some big words, and, and I don't even know how old the, the kid was. He was between 4 and 17. I, you know, like... Right, you don't... Just like I, this guy has no social cues, you don't know how to tell... The age of children. Right. I don't see ages on kids. I just know when right, you're you able to tell have... if it was a boy or a girl, just like he couldn't with the scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, it turned out to be a little girl, by the way. Well, she did come out, and you could see that she was a girl. So. Well, I think we see that girl in the trailer. Yeah. But, like, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And it's the guy who's doing the Batman movie, apparently. So I have like high hopes. Like, if right. he's really good, he's a really good director. 
Um, but like, I don't know how good this movie was because this guy was fucking killing me. Do you need to go see it again? I know everything that happened, but I do believe it was lessened by, you know what I mean? Like, like even if I watch this on cable and I'm blown away by it, it will always be the schmuck ape movie that I went to see. Yes. Oh, it was the worst. It was, I don't know how I didn't murder him. That sounds terrible. I haven't had an experience in a movie theater like that in a very long time. And you know what it is? We I haven't gone on a Saturday in a long time. Right now, see, oh now, now you said Saturday night, right? Seven o'clock Saturday night. The ch- and I don't want to sound like a what would be because there's like there's like ableists and sexists. Am I a moneyist? It was the cheap show, so they'll let anybody in. Well, now I'll say this: we uh, this this family goes to the cheap show on Sunday morning. Hmm. And usually it's either old people falling asleep or me falling asleep. <laughs> so so old people falling asleep. Well, no, people way older than me. No, I I love going to see movies with, with like, elderly, elderly, especially when it's, like, a Tarantino flick. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, but I'm trying – I think the last Saturday night movie that I went to go see might have been uh, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't when I had an incident in the theater, but it was a Saturday night movie. Uh, we went to go see the remake of Friday the 13th. Right. Which would have been, oh boy, how long ago was that? Hours. I don't uh, know, because that's a horror movie. 2009. 2009. Oh my, that's, uh, that's eight years ago. That's a long time ago. Uh, but we went with a bunch. We went with a bunch of people. One of whom was your cousin. Oh my goodness! Now, when people misbehave in public, mm-hmm. your cousin, uh, who we're not naming, of course, right, uh, has no problem in addressing these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the mo- like, there was just people just acting a fool during this movie. And for me, it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I went to go see Jason X opening night, Friday night. It was a party crowd. It was a raucous atmosphere. You ever see Jason X? That's one of the few that I actually have seen. That's okay. the that's okay. the space one, right? Yeah, that's the space one. Didn't he just want his machete back? Well, well, again, you forget the beginning where David Cronenberg owns the cryogenic uh, center in Scranton, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Well, Crystal Lake's right up the road. <laughs> and I tell Everybody you, man, knows the, that. What was that? Everybody knows Crystal Lake's right up the road from Scranton. Yeah, Lake Scranton, Crystal Lake Scranton, sure. No, isn't there a Crystal Lake around here? I don't know. There is. There's a Crystal Lake. That's why it's in Scranton. It's based on Friday the 13th is from around here. Crystal Lake near Scranton. Let's see what it says. It says that it's between it's between uh, Scranton and Binghamton. Well, that's not that far. No. So you would use the closest cryogenic like company, right? And that was out of Scranton, known for 
known for its coal back in the day and cryogenics. Right. And I tell you, man, when we went to go see that and it showed up on the screen that it was in Scranton, Pennsylvania, it was, it was, a, it got a huge pop. But that that well, movie was just all huge pops. It was a crazy, <laughs> crazy movie. Well, here's the thing, because we have coal and cryogen. Yeah. We, this town runs hot and cold, Joe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, again, I wasn't expecting people to be behaving in a Friday the 13th remake in 2009. But... It's not like watching Schindler's List. Right, right. But your cousin took high offense. <laughs> and <laughs> as soon as the movie's over, right, the house lights come up. He stands up, turns around, and looks to, like, no one in particular... <laughs> and says to the theater, all right, <laughs> which assholes here want to fess up to ruin the movie? Come on, which ones? <laughs> the best one was, uh, Dave didn't do it at this movie, but one, I forget which re-release of the original Star Wars trilogy we went to see, mm-hmm. and these, these two kids were just annoying and, and talking, and after the credits, the credits are over, you know, we get that credit leeway. He's like, if you guys talk through this whole movie, I'm taking my 750 out of your ass. <laughs> wow. And they shut up. They shut up. <sighs> but we didn't, I mean, now he's a business owner. You can't be doing that. He wasn't a business owner then? Well, he was, but he has a home now and a car. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know, there was, there was losing. And then there's losing. You know what I mean? He's got traceable sources of income. That's right. Yeah. There's a paper trail now. See, with me, it's all in bullion, hidden above yeah. the, the area. So right. Like, I could just start smacking people. Oh, my goodness. And it's all, uh... It's all, well, it's all, it's all beef bullion, but that's a whole other story. I was going to say, it's all tied up in uh, whatever deal uh, Stan Malibu's doing these days. It's sparkle jacket futures. Right. Sounds like a, it, it looks like a sound investment. Mm. It was. It's the best investment he would have ever made. That's all I'm going to say, if that kept going. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it's, uh, we didn't, uh, we had no movies this week. I don't think there's anything uh, this week. And, uh... Um- I'm going to see Dunkirk. Oh, you are going to see Dunkirk? Yes, I'm a big Nolan fan, so I will go see Dunkirk mm-hmm. at, at some point. But that probably won't be a Thursday night movie either because just that's like – I go see the Thursday night movies because people in the comic shops will talk about them. But I don't know if you know this. I know how Dunkirk ended. So oh. <laughs> I, if it gets spoiled for me, oh, well. Oh, my. I've read a history book or two in my time. I'm sure it's going to be a very nice-looking movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, uh, my interest isn't too peaked for this one. I've seen the trailers, and it looks re- like I was really jacked for it. Yeah. I mean, it has the Scarecrow and Bane. How can you go wrong? Well, there you go. Well, aren't, isn't the Scarecrow in every single one of his movies? Yeah, and I think Bane's starting to get that way, too. Ah, well, he's going to be Venom, too. Yeah, he's going to be Bane and Venom. I hope he talks like he did as Bane as Venom just to piss people off. We've crafted this mask that replicate Venom's teeth. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker, <laughs> I will destroy you. 
Well, in the in other forms of entertainment when they've done Venom, whether it be like video games or cartoons and so forth, they mm. always do give him like a funky quality to his voice, so Right. That would but be I out think, of the realm of uh possibilities. I think he can do it on his own. He's 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 fine to just like he did with Bane. That'll be that'll be fantastic. Right, it'll be an iteration of the character that will live on uh in infamy for decades to come. That's right. So, so was there anything else that we needed to discuss uh, here before we get into uh, what Gallifrey Bird's Roman numeral seven is going to uh, part or no. contain? No, I think we're good to go on Gallifrey Bird's number seven. All right, Roman numeral number no, seven. Roman numeral seven. Yes, seven. right. So this is going to be, and again, this is a list as we've mentioned before. Uh, that has been kind of set in stone for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a change coming up a little bit later on once we get to September time. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how that goes. Um, we're doing these in like, um, the list was put together in chronological order. You know, you've watched events from 1989, uh, 1992, 1994, 1997, and now we're into 1998 for this event. Okay. Uh, and this will be your first ECW show. The Inside uh, Backyard Wrestling uh, Tournament? <laughs> what? The back the backyard wrestling that's inside ECW. No, right? that's, that's v- 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 VCW. Oh, okay. I should give you one of those shit shows to watch. Jesus Christ. Are you giving me one of the uh, MTV wrestling things uh, the fancy gentleman told me about? <laughs> I would have to give you like a highlight package of that mm-hmm. because Was there's a lot to weed through. Wrestling Society X, is wrestling that it? Wrestling Society X, yes. He showed me some because he has the DVDs. I think everyone has the DVD because I think you can get it on Amazon. for. F- it's like the entire box set of a season of TV. For like five bucks. And I'm wondering why, because this looks like something that would be in my wheelhouse. It showed me, at one point he was fast forward, and I'm like, stop. Just stop right here. And there's a guy in the ring, on his knees, like doing that pose with his hands. And there's a guy behind him, on a tiny step stool, holding a disco ball. And I'm like, this isn't on my list? How is this not on my list? They're falling through electrocution things. Oh my God! You're killing. Right there was there was a pit of like that had electrified some things in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sadly the were... box set is now up to nineteen dollars. Oh my goodness! Right, Worth I remember when every... I got mine for five bucks. Worth every penny, apparently. Right, but that's but not uh, that's not even till two thousand seven. So if I can somehow find like a best of compilation of that that just takes the best moments of it, puts it all together. Mm-hmm. Right, but this event that you're going to be watching is Heat Wave 1998, featuring Nick? such luminaries as Justin Credible, huh? uh, Chris Candido, Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome, RVD, Sabu, Bam Bam Bigelow, the Dudleys, all your favorites. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So... Again, you you kind of lean toward your familiar faces, your you know your wacky cornball promos. While you may recognize some people in this, mm-hmm. uh, the promo stylings are a little bit different than what you're probably used to. 
So what what is this? This is ECW Heat Wave nineteen ninety eight. Uh Mick, is Mick Rory in this anywhere? No, Mick Rory is not in this anywhere. Does anybody wear any tiny hats or <laughs> no. no, no one wears a tiny hat. Oh, you're making me sad. I thought I was gonna see some some flash rogues mm-hmm. in this. Right. So what do you what do you got for me? What's uh what is the doctor ordered? Oh, good one, Joe. Right. Good one. Well, we're getting to the seventh doctor, who's Sylvester McCoy, who's got this kind of like Irish or not Irish, Scottish accent. You'll you'll notice he rolls his R's. I'm not sure if this one has it, but his catch thing was he told terrible puns. Oh, so it's right up your alley. Right. Mixed metaphor. It would be like time and tide melt. The snowman was one of them, you know, like time and tide, wait for no man. He would mix up things and stuff like that. So I don't know how much of it he does in this. And some of the Seventh Doctor stuff later, they were trying to do like extended storylines, like the 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 companion named Ace, who I'll mention in a minute. They were trying to set up something for her, and then they canceled the show, so they never got around to like how she was pulled out of time and stuff happened. But um. So we have him and this Ace, who's a teenager, whose nickname is Ace, who never has the explosive, her homemade explosive Nitro 9 on her. She never has it on her. Because uh-huh. the, doctor will always, the doctor will always say, I know we're in a tough scrape, Ace, but you, you know that Nitro 9 you don't have on you because I told you not to have it? And she, uh-huh. Well, don't set the timer for 10 seconds kind of a deal. So if you hear Nitro 9, it's her homemade explosives. Now, is there um, any the, sort of, like, drug use or cocaine use in this before you get into the description of what we're going to be looking at? Um, Not necessarily, but there might have been some offset And when the guy was writing the story. Um, but, uh, and also the reason she's called Ace and she doesn't do it, I don't know if she does it in this one, is... When things go right, she'll throw up her arm, like, in terrible acting fashion and go, Aces! Or Ace, I forget what it is, and it's just terrible. But, uh, but that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if they, if they actually did any coke, but it, this was the late 80s, so there probably was some coke around. But would you like to know the name and the, the, the synopsis on the back? Absolutely. This is the greatest show in the galaxy, it's called. Although Ace hates clowns, the doctor decides to take his companion to the psychic circus on the, the planet Seganax. There they find a group of scared performers who live in fear of the sinister and creepy chief clown. But what is so dangerous about this particular circus? Why is there such a small audience? And will Ace be able to overcome her fear before it's too late? Question mark? So, fantastic stuff. And you're going to get to see Sylvester McCoy in all his gloriness. Like, over there, he was part of, like, uh, like, whatever. He did stage stuff, like what, what you would call vaudeville over here. So they worked a lot of that shit into, like, this stuff. Like, he would play the spoons and stuff like that. So you're, you're in for, oh, and also I want to say at this point, Joe, you might notice, the production values start to dip noticeably. Was this one Doctor Who was not the hot thing that it allegedly is today? No, it's not. This was the end of the this was the end of the end of the original run. Right. And the music cues get a little less subtle. 
the writing gets a bit dodgy at times. <laughs> um, because sometimes things just happen to happen. The acting gets a little wonky. Um, I'm just saying production values dip. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So, again, yet another instance for Doctor Who where I'm being prepared for the worst. Though I do love Sylvester McCoy's run. It was interesting, and, and, and he was a decent doctor, but what they gave him was absolutely nothing uh, most of the time. So, I hope you enjoy the greatest show in the galaxy, Joe. Oh, uh, I don't know, like something with clowns or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, watching it. Yeah, see what I did there? I called you a clown. Yeah. So, all right, there we go. Next week, Gallifrey Birds, Roman numeral 7. Uh, Todd will be discussing in-depth ECW Heatwave 98. And uh, I'll be discussing the Doctor Who greatest show in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. When you said the Psychic Circus, right. I was wondering if this is possibly where ICP and or KISS stole their idea for the Psycho Circus from. You know what? It might. Yeah. I know Gene Simmons and Shaggy 2 Dope are big Doctor <laughs> Who fans. They, they probably are. Right. They probably are. Especially that Shaggy 2 Dope. <laughs> Gene. Gene stole a lot of the showmanship from the Doctors, I think. Oh, certainly. He uh, he had a sprig of parsley in his uh, <laughs> demon costume during this in tour. It is guitar, I think. Right. Oh, my goodness. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, Soon-to-be-named-network.com. Soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. Check out all the shows if they exist. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Thanks for listening. And uh, catch you next time.